From the Ohio School Boards Association, I'm Sky Kerfin. This is Leading the Way, brought to you by Sedgwick Managed Care Ohio. As spring arrives, so do the multiple challenges for school district transportation teams who must navigate a demanding athletic schedule that includes baseball, softball, track and field, and other sports. Add to that the bus driver shortage. OSBA transportation consultant Doug Palmer is here with ideas to help your district get teams to where they need to go. Doug, thanks again for uh, coming on the OSBA Leading the Way podcast. Uh, Spring brings with it a lot of sports and other activities that students are participating in, creating some challenges in terms of transportation. But there are ways that districts can be creative, right, to meet these challenges. Yeah, the administrative code allows us to use different vehicles for different reasons. And, you know, school buses are the, are the go-to, but you can also use transit buses. You can use school vans, uh, vehicles other than a school bus, which carry less than 10 people, uh, the driver plus nine passengers, you can use that. Uh, so there are different ways to handle this extra load on transportation, especially when there's a time when some drivers are choosing to use their personal time, which they have a right to do, but it just takes people out of the mix to be able to do that. And obviously we're already dealing with a driver shortage, right? Yeah, the driver shortage has not really let up very much. What we have experienced is fewer people being sick from COVID, but there still is a driver shortage. Many school districts are still having very few substitute drivers there still is a driver shortage. Uh, transportation departments are still struggling with that on top of the spring sports. So I wanted to have you on because I wanted you to talk about some of these creative solutions that districts can use. And, and first of all, let's let's talk about the Ohio Administrative Code and, and what does it define as a school bus? Well, the Administrative Code designs a school bus as a vehicle that's transporting more than 16 passengers, that's yellow and black, and it conforms to all the school bus safety standards. That's what a school bus is. We're very used to a school bus. Aside from a school bus, what other modes of transportation qualify that districts could use uh, to help during the spring sports season? Well, districts that have opportunities to use transit services, transit buses, they're the, almost the same size and if they're close to their regular routes, they can put the teams on the transit buses. They can take them to the spring sports sporting events. But the problem is there's equipment to haul. Kids may have to walk farther. You know, there's some drawbacks. It's not, it's not necessarily like door to door, but it can get the teams close. If you're in a pinch, trans, transit services is an op- option that you could choose to, be, to use. So let's talk a little bit about public transit vehicles. Can you define those and what should districts know in terms of uh, they have to, if they're going to decide to use well, a public transit vehicle? Well, they can't. A public transit vehicle has to be a bus, basically. It can't be a large van because large vans are not legal for school districts to use. That 12 to 15 passenger vans is not a legal option, even if it's operated by a transit company. So make sure that it has the FMVSS qualifications that it's a bus. That, that's really the bottom line. So other vehicles a district can use are normally called school vans, but that's a vehicle that hauls 10 passengers. It's a 10 passenger vehicle, nine plus the driver. That's a legal option and legal for districts to use to transport students to their uh, non-routine events and all of their athletic events or 
choir events, any type of event. Uh, and it, you can use more than one of those to get to an event. So uh, there was a local school district not far from us, Scott, that actually went out and purchased six uh, vehicles this spring to, so teams could get to their events. And when you're talking about these vehicles, they're not, like you said, it's not a van. It doesn't have to be a van. It can be any vehicle that passes the FMVSS passenger safety standard. In other words, it has to be nine passengers or less, and you can check that by looking at the seatbelt locations. That has to have safety equipment. It needs to be checked by a mechanic. There are qualifications in that code that tell you how to do it, but the driver of that vehicle needs to be certified as a, a school transportation person. So there are some requirements. It's not as stringent or as time consuming. Uh, many districts can, can qualify a driver to drive a van in just two days. That's what I was gonna ask you. So, so in this situation, it's not like uh, one of the, the parent uh, of a, a, one of the, the players or students participating can just step in and drive the bus, right? You, they need to go through training. Correct, there's training, there's a T8 physical, uh, there's getting used to the vehicle, there's reviewing uh, of their driving experience and their driving abilities, and then there's teaching them about what you have to stop for, like railroad tracks and, and certain situations that are unfamiliar with people who are used to driving their own vehicles. So the bottom line here is, it sounds like the administrative code opens the door to many different types of solutions that districts can, can use. Yes, and, and I think that's what's really nice about a conversation like this is, is helping people understand that they do have options. Maybe they haven't explored that option. But another option that we didn't talk about was teams using the same bus. If we have a softball and a baseball team going to the same location, put them on the same bus. Or if one district has a bus contract with it, uh, if they have a sub bus or a sub driver available, contract with your local district. Use your network that you build over the years to help you solve some of your transportation issues. Doug, one other thing I wanted to ask, uh, does using these other vehicles that we've talked about, does that take away from safety? No, it doesn't. While, it, while the school bus is always the safest mode of transportation, transits have really good records. School van drivers being trained, uh, there are very quality people and they go through the, the checks and the background checks. So safety is not impacted with choosing different types of transportation. And like you said, you're, you're hearing stories from districts in the field that are using some of these solutions and coming up with different ways to get student athletes to games and back safely. Well, that's the whole purpose of transportation is to get the students where they need to go. And that's, that's what they strive to do. That is their passion and their mission to get that done for the students. Can you kind of give us an update on the, on the situation with drivers, the driver shortage? Is it getting better or is it pretty much remaining the same here as we begin to close out the school year now? Well, there's one thing that's getting better is that there aren't as many drivers sick from the flu or COVID type symptoms. You know, as we all roll into spring, we usually have better health. And so the, those drivers are back to work. Uh, but then we come along and have their, their personal days that districts allow them uh, to use. And when, when do you want to use a, a personal day? Of course, when it's nice out, you know, you, when the game is not canceled, right? I mean, 
And then that's the other thing is there's so many spring sports that are dependent on the weather not raining. And we know that that weather is not very predictable. So if the schedule's worked out, and then we have all the rescheduling and the reshuffling, and that really puts a burden on not just the transportation, but also the athletic directors. As we begin to close out the school year and then kind of look toward next year, is summer a good time when, when districts should really be uh, turning up their recruitment efforts for drivers? It is. There isn't a bad time to recruit drivers, but it shouldn't fall just on the transportation department. School board should be involved in this. Upper administration should be involved in this. We should have athletic boosters involved in it. We should have academic boosters involved in it. It should be a whole district involvement. Teachers, I mean, you never know when someone doesn't know that a good part-time job is available that has a great retirement benefit attached to it. Doug, any final thoughts? I know in the transportation department, not our transportation department, but in district's transportation department, there isn't really any downtime. And I know we talk about uh, supervisors and drivers might get a little break uh, here after school lets out, but it's really right back to it, isn't it? Yeah, transportation is really every month there's tasks to accomplish. And we are always here, OSBA is always here to help you. We have a great supportive web pages please search us out and use them. That's what they're there for. They're there for your use. And if you have any questions, always feel free to contact us. And one other thing I want to talk about, because you're getting ready to, uh, to uh, send out some, some information about our virtual transportation supervisor program, which a lot of districts take advantage of. Can you just tell our listeners why that's a good thing to be a part of? Well, if you have a new supervisor in your district, or anyone new or, or relatively new, we have a, a free trainings attached to that. We have two hours of uh, non-chargeable contracted service for if you have a specific question and we need to research that and get you the answer, that's for free. We have all of the support features. We also have some extra communication that comes out to our VTS people. Uh, and But we have it there for them it's always available. We have a great library. We have forms available. We really try to do the best we can to support the district. If you're a subscriber to this, you're going to get a lot of help and a lot of information like you talked about the library. If, if there's forms that you might struggle with filling out or situations on what grants that are available, the OSBA Transportation Department is there to help, right? With that, the subscription service. That's correct. That transportation service that VTS subscription really goes a long way to help districts. Doug, I appreciate your time today. Thanks, as always, uh, for coming on the Leading the Way podcast. Scott, I'm, I always appreciate you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to our districts. Thank you, Doug, and thank you to Cedric Managed Care Ohio for sponsoring this episode. OSBA's Board Leadership Institute, May 6th and 7th in Columbus, provides board members the information they need to move their districts forward. This year's keynote speakers are former Navy SEAL Scott Daly and Ohio High School Athletics Association Executive Director Doug Ute. Returning as an in-person event for the first time since 2019, this year's institute also offers 15 concurrent learning sessions and new networking opportunities to help board members build connections, learn from the experts, and collaborate with colleagues from across the state. Learn more and register at www.ohioschoolboards.org.